Episode number 95, Camaro Fest announced. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Okay, so now that we've moved into Studio South version 2. Yes, version 2. I've got my, my studio set up. The audio quality should be just a little bit better <laughs> um, than last week. So apologies for that. Um, we do have a kick-ass show to talk about this week. We do. We do. Um, not a whole lot of Camaro news again, but we have some decent amount of stuff to talk about. That's right. Let's do the rundown. First and foremost, Camaro Fest. Yep. Number seven, right? That is that is correct. Beach Bend Raceway, Bowling Green, Kentucky. I love the location because it's only 45 minutes north of me. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. Uh, Hennessy Performance uh, has done it again with some outlandish stuff. It's pretty much unbelievable. Motor Trend tested a bunch of cars and put them up against the Camaro. We'll talk about how that turned out. What the heck happened to the 6th Gen Z28? It just dried right up. Got a couple of voicemails, and then we're going to talk about the latest news on the competition. We're talking about the Dodge Challenger SRT Demon, Demon. And, the re- and the latest teaser that they put out. Yep. Yep. And uh, just some miscellaneous stuff towards the end that's worth sticking around for. Yep. Yep. But the title of our show, Camaro Fest announced. Uh, this actually got announced a couple weeks ago, beginning of January. Um, but I thought we need to talk about this because it's, it's a pretty big event. It's a pretty big event and it's in your backyard. So you are right around the corner from this. So here's here's the deal, guys. Um Camaro6.com, which is also Camaro5.com, announced, uh, the moderators announced that this year's event, Camaro Fest 7, will be hosted at Beach Bend Raceway in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The event will be held on Friday, July 14th, and Saturday, July 15th. Camaros of all generations are encouraged to join the festivities. Firebirds and Corvettes are also welcome to attend. Camaro fans will journey to the Camaro Fest from across the United States and Canada to celebrate their shared enthusiasm for the nameplate. On-site event provide enthusiasts a special blend of motorsports and show activities to participate in or spectate. Uh, Drag racers will be able to utilize Beach Bend's quarter-mile drag uh, strip for bracket racing and informal passes. Now, this is the... the, Is that the raceway we went to for Cyber Brawl? That's right. Okay. Um, a unique Camaro cross competition features an adapted autocross course suited to the high power rear wheel drive Camaros. And I usually Pete, um, Basica sets that up, uh, cool. for them. Cool. Uh, a multi-generational Camaro car show, uh, pits 200 of the cleanest and best design enthusiasts own cars in competition of style. Uh, the national Corvette museum motorsports park will be available to register on Thursday prior to the main event for enthusiasts eager to test their skills at one of the newest and most technical road courses in the nation. 
Now, the last time I was there, they didn't have that that track. Have you seen that track there? Yes, I have. Um, so here's the thing. Um, the Bowling Green area has grown quite a bit over the past few years, especially since the Cyber Brawl. Was that 2001? God, that was like 2000, 2001. That was, yeah, that was ages ago, dude. Which was very, very, a very cool event. CamaroZ28.com. Yes. Came in. Second. Second, yeah. yeah. Which was really cool. Great representation there back in the day. But anyway, um, Beach Bend Raceway is a good good track. That's where um, the Buick GS Nationals is always held. Okay. Um, and that expanded into, gosh, they got, you know, uh, a roller coaster park, and they have a huge autocross thing. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, that's where the um, Holly event, LS Fest, takes place. Okay. Is there. But in addition to that, across the highway from the National Corvette Museum is, is also another big Holly racetrack area where they do a lot of things, namely the Optima Street Challenge. Oh, nice. So nice. So Bowling Green is becoming a, a great hotbed for... All kinds of racing, any kind of racing you want, road course, autocross, drag racing, you can do it there. Plus, it's just a cool area. It's friendly, and uh, I think I, I just could not be pleased more with the fact that it's it's happening right here in Ooh. Studio South's backyard. Awesome, awesome. Uh, going on, it says other social events will occur throughout the weekend, as well as representatives and vehicle displays from Chevrolet and the Camaro development team are expected to attend while event sponsors will be available for consultations, sales, and select on-site installs. Hotels and restaurants in the Bowling Green area are expected to be very busy during this weekend. Please visit Camaro6.com for more details as they are released in the coming months. Um, so yeah, uh, Camaro Fest 7. Sweet. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but I'm going to try my very darndest. July is going to be a tough month for me. A lot of stuff going on in July. That's also one, I think, one or two weeks after Camaro Superfest. I don't know. There's yeah, going to be a lot going on in right. July. Well, all right. So here's the deal. And I'm going to address the elephant in my little room. Not everybody agrees with the politics of Camaro 5 and Camaro 6. Um, over the years, there's been some frustration on uh, membership and how things are run. But, Chris, you and I found out a few years ago that when you go to a <clears throat> excuse me a Camaro Fest event that's you know the the notification is around Camaro 5 or Camaro 6 or it's it's hosted there yeah but when you get there it really doesn't have much to do with the site it's no. about the people and we were thankfully surprised at that yeah. and we made great friends there the, the and the moderators are the ones who are running this event uh, they're the ones who are putting this on themselves uh, it says right there in the uh, press release. So, and, and they're all cool, you know, Mike Lee yeah. and um, uh, oh God, Doug, Doug, uh, Doug, Doug Iden. Um, yep. Um, there's so many, so many different guys uh, became good friends with because of that event, and, yeah. and a lot of our BBMG friends go to those events as well. That's so. right. So, um, don't let the site, the host site, the, web, yeah. the host website. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah, don't let that influence your decision yeah. to go out there. It's yeah. going to be a good event. It's it, going to be a great it's event. It's going to be a lot of cool people. Yep. I can't wait. I can't wait to see my old friends. It's gonna be, and, that's awesome. Uh, might even have a small after party here at uh, Studio South. You hey, hey, hey now. There you go. Cool. 
Yeah. Cool. Camaro Fest, guys, don't miss it. We will link this up in the show notes as well, and we'll be promoting this event up until uh, showtime on Friday, December, or <laughs> December, Friday, July 14th, and Saturday, July 15th in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Actually, just, just head over to Camaro Fest 7, the number oh, 7. Oh, they've, they've got a website for it. Nice. It's kind of buried in the bottom of that. But, okay. Uh, CamaroFest7.com? Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Cool, cool, cool. Perfect. Yeah. And now I can see the roller coaster in the background. There you go. Should be good for the Camaro community as a whole. Excellent. Two-day spectator wristband for Beach Bend, 25 bucks. What? Sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's worth it. You, you, you're you going to make friends. If you've never been to one, you're going to make friends. Yeah, the one in Indy was, the, the one that I went to in Indy was a lot of fun. A lot yeah. of fun. In fact, the parking lot parties was more epic than any parking lot party I've been to at any Camaro event. So, it's yeah. Extremely friendly. Yeah. It, it rivals the, the good old BBOMG days. Yep. So, all right. We got to move on as much as we like to talk about how great that was. Let's, all I say is let's just do it again. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Hennessy Performance. Yep. What are they up to now? Well, I saw this posted on uh, Facebook from our good friends at CamaroNews.com. And apparently what they've been up to is about 200 miles an hour <laughs> in a 2016 Camaro. Apparently the first 2016 Camaro to break 200 miles an hour. What a fat pig. <laughs> I don't know. Can you really say that anymore? I mean, I don't know. I kind of miss to be kind of miss the old forum days. You know, I I just don't view forums anymore. Um, but they posted this video from Hennessy, world's first 2016 200 mile per hour Camaro. Linked right up to uh, Hennessy, and I will link that up in the show notes. You don't need to be an optometrist to see how. (laughs) The, the Camaro has evolved. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> it went from being a fat pig to a world-class performer. You got that right, brother. All right. Very few of you will kind of <clears> get <throat> that little insider joke, and if you don't, it doesn't matter because it's years old. But uh... <laughs> Someone will. Somebody will. Okay, what's going on with Motor Trend, dude? All right, good. Motor Trend has a nifty article called Leftovers. Leftovers? All I can think of is good meatloaf sandwiches. Ah, I was thinking the same thing. No way. Yes. Meatloaf really? is a great leftover food. And my wife makes the most killer meatloaf. She does. Make- she does. The sandwiches the next day are just spectacular. But uh, anyway, um, the, uh, the leftovers. Camaro 1LE versus... M2 versus Focus RS versus 124 Spider Abarth versus 718 Boxer versus VS86.com XL yeah. with the most strength GI. Anyway, they put pretty much put you know a bunch of cars up against each other. I guess they're like the uh, the smaller group because I think the Camaro version of this is the is the V6 1 LE. Okay. So, sixth place, 2016 Ford Focus RS. I actually see one of these every morning. Do you really? Do you really? Good-looking little Econo box little car. You know, a little bit more European-style, Cosworth-style. You know, for being an Escort. Do you remember what the Escort, Mm -hmm. or or Escort, 
Do you remember the fo- hell the escort or the focus? What what it used to look like? Terrible. Yep. Um, fifth place. Uh, and the article is kind of cool. And Chris, I'll make sure you, that you have this available to link up in the show notes. Yep. It has the placement and then the rebuttal against the placement or for for the replacement not being higher in the rankings. Fifth place, 2016 BMW M2. Good-looking car. The German engineering. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Dandy. And then fourth place, 2017 Chevrolet Camaro 2LT 1LE V6. Nice. Okay. It's in there. And then the rest doesn't freaking matter, really. Third place, 2017 Toyota 86. Never heard of it. Next. Uh, I don't, it looks kind of cool, whatever it is. I'm sure if I read the article, I'd be educated, but I just don't care. Um, second place, 2017 Porsche 718 Boxster S. Listen, you stick stir on the end of anything. You sound like you're from the late 90s. Stop it. Camaro Stop stir. adding stir to anything. <laughs> It's the one at least stir. <laughs> First place, the 2017 Fiat 124 Spider Abarth. Hmm. Um, little, little, looks like a little, I thought it was a Mazda Miata at first. Um, little, little convertible, but you know, neat article. So the V6 one at held its own apparently. Yeah. Uh, against, you know, well, the 2017, <laughs> the Ooh. subtitles are hilarious. I'll, I'll reread them again. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sixth place, 2016 Ford, Ford Focus RS, Weather the Storm. Fifth place, 2016 BMW M2, Best Engine Here. Fourth place, uh, 2017 Camaro 1LE V6. The Detuned Instrument. And it, it references the V8-powered version of the okay. 1LE. Sure. Um <laughs> the first thing you need to know about the Camaro 1LE V6 is that the front end never gives up. Go ahead. Try to force this car to understeer. I'll wait. The steering <laughs> itself is also exemplary, especially in comfort mode. This car is such a great handler, you can turn the nannies off with a high de- degree of confidence. So, neat stuff. Third place is that Toyota 7, 2017 Toyota 86. It just said slow car fast. Slow car fast? Right. Okay. Uh, driving a slow car fast is always more fun than driving a fast car slow. That's true. Okay, that makes sense. So it's a slow car. It's fun. Good for it. Word. The Porsche Boxster, stir, 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 S, it's called the Fast Track. $90,000 Porsche. Okay, great. And then that first place, uh, the Fiat 124 Spider Abarth, uh, all about smile power, which is true. It's all about how much fun you have with it. So. Okay. That's well, what our douchebag friends at Motor Trend have to say about it. Okay. Send that over to me and I will link that up in the show notes as well. <laughs> you got it. A neat article. It's it's actually a pretty good article. Yeah. If you read it all, you kind of get a good good uh cross section of everything. Okay. I think well, V six one LE is going to surprise a lot of people, if not already. I think so. Yeah. Cool. You know what else we thought would be surprising is uh the momentum of the sixth gen Camaro Z twenty eight news. Yeah. It just stopped. We were seeing spy shots. We were seeing all sorts of cool stuff. And then the noise around the alleged C7ZR1 at the Detroit Auto Show happened, and then nothing. Yep. No spy shots, no word, nothing. Nothing. I wonder why. I know. It's just going to be... This is what happens every year. When you expect one car to be unveiled in Detroit... 
then every single month it's going to be like, no, 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 no. It's going to be in Chicago. And then it doesn't show up in Chicago. No, 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 no. It's going to be in New York. And then it doesn't show up in New York. No, no, no. Listen, it's going to have its own standalone event. <laughs> this is true. This is what happens. We see it every year. So <sighs> if they want to show the Z28, they'll show the flipping Z28. I'm not going to guess anymore <laughs> what show they're going to show it at. Well, we've said a long time ago, don't speculate, just wait for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be rumors. You're going to be hearing lots of rumors. Who knows? Who knows? Sounds like the uh, Dodge Challenger is going to give us some competition, but uh, we'll talk about that after the voicemails. Okay. Yeah, we got, let's see, what do we got this week here? What do we got here? What do we got here? We got, we got two voicemails this week. All right, you ready for this? You ready? Sure. Let's do I'm, this. I'm so ready. I'm Let's so ready this. it hurts. Yo, what's up, guys? AJ, the resident Mustang guy. And uh, I want to uh, just see you guys' opinion. I know this is Camaro Show, but I am the resident Mustang guy of the Camaro Show. So I know you guys have seen it. What do you think about the design of the new Mustang? I can't wait to hear this. But, uh, oh, and Jason, you know if I still lived in Nashville, we would have been linked up by now, brother. And I had a beer too, but I didn't live in Hendersonville, and I don't. Uh, I actually lived in Nashville when I was in college. I lived in East Nashville. I'm back in uh, Mississippi now, but I do go back occasionally, so I'm planning a trip to Nashville. And uh, when I get there, I will uh, link up with you, brother. So uh, when I get there, bears on me, bro. But uh, anyway, guys, that's all I want to talk about this week. Talk to you later, AJ. Thanks for calling in, buddy. So, yeah, he, he we 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 didn't we mention him last week when we we talked about that new Mustang. Mida, Mida. Yeah, because I think we did. I think we did. Um, what do we think of it? Uh, I think we gave our opinion last week. So this, I know this voicemail came in after after last That's week's all right. show. One thing that I did notice this week, and several people sent this to me on Facebook. I forgot to mention this to you. I'm just trying to find it. Um. The crash test ratings for the new Mustang are absolutely oh. atrocious. Yeah, that's bad news. Um, real bad news. And, and it had something to do with the European version. They didn't do something to the European version. I don't know if they used the same, put the same um, standards into the European version as they did the American version. And I guess they didn't expect it to be tested, and they did. And it was like a two-star crash rating, like really bad bad dude like bad that's, that's not just not good man oh no, no trying to find mm. it. it was on jalopnik oh wait yeah the the ford mustang scored a pathetic two stars in the european ncap crash tests and they got videos of it just getting wailed <laughs> yeah they really knocked the crap out of holy it and- cow yeah, this is the 610 Ford Mustang was the first truly global pony Ford ever released, making its way to 140 markets and even stealing the sports coupe sales crown in Germany. But while selling globally means more sales, it also means passing crash tests around the world. And based on the new European NCAP crash results, the Mustang seems to be struggling. Uh, oh, somebody's going, oh, yeah, it looks like it's pretty effed up, pretty effed up. Yeah, 
So I'll 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 go ahead and link up this um this article from Jalopnik here. Yeah. That's rough. Somebody's uh not not feeling good about things right now. So no. you know what though? Ford is really good about I'm sure coming, they'll make it right. Coming back from behind and, and making things right. Yeah. Um mm, mm. I think the faster and more powerful you make the car, the more you got to make it safe because somebody's going to be an idiot out there. There's, there, trust me. There's like, always, like always, like uh, always. Yeah. Crazy. Well, if, if you guys want to call in and uh, talk about that Mustang or anything else Camaro related, here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yeah, do it now. Do it now. We got one more voicemail here, so let's see. Just who, one? Just one. Here All we right. go. Not happy. Hey, guys. This is Sean at Oceanside. Uh, enjoyed the show. Enjoyed uh, Postal Dave's uh, impressions of Bentley Fiero and uh, some of the other guys. It was funny. I have to admit, I kind of like to go, go to see Bentley Fiero at one of his high school reunions, hanging out with the ex-cheerleaders and bragging about living by the beach and driving a Z01. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I'd like to hear more about, since uh, there's not too much news going on, one of the things I see uh, or the articles I read, I, it seems like... Uh, Big modifications uh, among the Camaro communities to add a catch can, an oil catch can, to do a cold air intake, and you know, do, do some other uh, mods to the Camaro. But my question is in regards to the oil catch can. I'm wondering if that is uh, uh, a fix to a problem that really doesn't exist because I really haven't seen the data on it. And it seems like it makes logical sense to have it based on you know. Uh, blowback of the oil and the pressure. But anyway, it seems like, though, uh, putting that in, would that cause another problem down the road, uh, having an unforeseen problem that solves one problem but creates another? And plus, the factory really doesn't have anything like that in there, so is it really needed? So I'd just like to hear your thoughts on oil catch cans. Anyway, have a great day, and sorry I can't do an impression of you guys. Um, I'm just not there. All right, talk to you later. Bye. Sean, thanks for calling in, buddy, from uh, sunny California. Man. Uh, he he enjoyed uh, Postal Dave's uh, stuff uh, last week. That was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, he had a couple questions, though, on uh, the Camaro. Talking about catch cans. Now, I've seen a lot of people with um, with the ZL1s do this, do this modification. I was one who didn't. Um one of the reasons being is I I guess I kind of trust what Chevrolet put into the car. Um, if they thought the ZL1, the race-ready ZL1 car needed a catch can, they would have put one in from the factory. Um, and if there was any damage done to the car because it didn't have a catch can uh, racing, they would have covered it under warranty because... They expected you to take that car in the stock form it is and take it to the racetrack. So that was that was my feeling as to why I did not do the catch can. And then again, I I really don't understand why you need it to begin with. So <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I trust the Camaro team and their uh, expertise in that field. That's it. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on it because I like 
adding positive value to my vehicles, even if it's questionable value. It's 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 almost like that that that's why race cars don't look like junk cars that just go fast. Race yeah. cars look good because not only are they fast, but you feel good about driving a good-looking car. You you get like the added bonus of yeah. knowing or at least perceiving that it's a good-looking car. Same thing with the whole PCV oil catch can thing. Is it beneficial? Probably. Is it necessary? Probably not. <laughs> but is it good to know that you're doing it? Do you have one on your engine? Yeah, yeah, because eventually you can unscrew the bottom of it and pour some oil out going, hey, there's some proof that oil is passing through my air intake system, and I'm catching it, stopping it from going in. Oh, my God, not oil. Yes, oil. Um, it's You see them on tuned cars all the time, but automakers don't offer them from the factory because, in my opinion, and your mileage may vary, but... It doesn't. It's it's not necessary. Is it helpful? Yes. Is it nice to know that's there? Yes. Do you need to do it? No. A little bit of oil in your intake is not going to kill you. It's not going to kill that engine either. Um, race cars have them. Yes, because every ounce counts. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. If someone who did the catch can and they saw a major positive gain from that for whatever reason, call in. Let us know. If, yeah, if but something here's the thing, it, is even if you if you unscrew the catch can and you find oil in it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. I like it myself. Yeah. I think they're cool. They look good. Yeah. That I think I, I think I think my biggest argument is don't listen to the people that are trying to sell you one on how awesome it is. Okay. Goes back to what you're saying, Chris. Yeah. What's the factory say? Yeah. I'll talk to Al. Al, do I need this? He'll say no. No, you don't. Okay. Okay. I don't need to do this then. <laughs> You know what, In fact, I think I said that, Al, do you need to just, no, you don't need to do this. Okay, that's fine. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Listen, nobody beats on a car more than Al's team. No, that's of course a, not. That's, that's, a, that's a fact. It's okay? their job. And, and in fact, I think, I, I, I want to say Al said this before to me. He said that he's given the job to, to his team to go out and break the car. And if they don't come back and say they've broken the car, they've failed. Go break the car <laughs> because they got to figure out what they need to do to keep that car from breaking. Right? That's, That's right. That's their job. They're looking for single points of failure. Yeah. And they have nothing to lose. They have permission and nothing to lose by it. That must be, I, I guess at first it could be a really fun job, but then really frustrating if... You just, whatever you do, you just cannot break the car. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we, we, we have on good word that Al's been listening to the show a lot more since we called him out. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> so did. Al, really, let it, give us a, drop us a message. You know how to reach us. Um, give us the lowdown on oil catch cans. If they're necessary, if they're completely pointless, or if they're just helpful. But, you know, let us know. Yeah. I'd cool. like to know myself. All right. Um... We only have a few minutes left, yep. but uh, got to talk about the competition, as we always do right around this part of the show. We talked last week about the Dodge Challenger SRT Demon and how badass it looks like it's going to be. The Dodge Demon. <laughs> Ooh, hey. Oh, that was... Take it easy, dude. Yeah. So the latest teasers that came out is that uh, 
Let's see here. Uh, the Dodge Challenger SRT Demon. The stance of the car is definitely wider. Much wider. Yep. The tires are specially made by Nitto with the Demon head logo on it. The wheels have a Demon tail on it, like the little tail from the Demon. How cool is that, dude? Just how it's, cool is that? It, and, and the latest teaser shot shows it at a drag strip, all right, with a license plate that said says pound 2576 at 35. And everybody's trying to figure out what the heck that means. What's it say again? Pound two five seven six at three five. So uh, pound two five seven six splat three five. Hmm. And people can't figure out what it is exactly. They're saying it's the weight, and no, it's not the weight. The thing they couldn't have shed that much weight off that, the car. They're, that'd they're, be a hell of a lot of weight to lose there. Yeah, they're shedding a lot of weight. So the rumor here is, is that uh, it is definitely a wide body. There's no question. You can tell from the pictures. Okay. But it's got Nitto tires all the way around. Yeah. Yes, it, it does. And it is 800-plus horsepower all-wheel drive Dodge Challenger. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's... there's no reason for it to have Nitto drag radials on all four corners unless it's all-wheel drive, period. There's no reason for it. Second of all, they already have if I'm not mistaken, a V6 only all-wheel drive right. Challenger today. Yep, You can they go do. to the dealership and buy it. Finally, we've been talking about the Dodge, uh, excuse me, the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, or some call it the Hellhawk, which is supposed to have, guess what? The Hellcat. Wow. That's right. The Hellcat engine and all-wheel drive, just like this alleged Dodge. So <laughs> whatever this is, it's going to be unmercifully crazy if it's what we think it is i don't know dude even if you look at the video in uh, street muscle mag which is a uh, division of uh, power auto media good friends of ours um they analyzed some of the screenshots from the video and it looks like the the rubber marks left on the concrete in the video shows that uh it could very well be all-wheel drive because of the way that the the front tire marks and the rear tire marks didn't quite line up. Hmm. Oh, it's going to be wicked. Whatever it is, it's going to be wicked. Can it top the next-gen Z28 that has fallen out of the spotlight? Ooh. Ooh. It's going to be good. Hmm. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. I, I can't wait. That car is going to be nuts. I will I, right I am. Now. I am. I, be nuts. I, I can't wait to see every, these videos every week. I'm, I'm actually, I look forward to them. Every week I they're know. releasing a new video up to the New York Auto Show. Great marketing cha- uh, ploy by FCA. And uh, I think people are going to be looking forward to this um, demon. <laughs> this thing's going to be sick. Yeah. There's, the, look, the Challenger... 707 hor- unusable horsepower. That's great. Yeah, it's cool. It's unusable, but it's still pretty cool. This, this might be able to put that power down. I guess we're going to see. Are we talking about the first maybe 9, 10 second factory street car? <laughs> I don't know. We're going to find oh, out. Man. We're going to find out soon. A couple months now. I think uh, March, I think, is when we're going to finally get that number. So it's, it's probably not going to be cheap either. No, the Hellcat's <laughs> not cheap, dude. Seventy-five thousand dollar car. I thought it was cheaper than that. No. I thought it was like in no. the sixties. God no. 
No, if you want what? a well-optioned Hellcat, that's a $75,000 car. Well, it's up there with a Z28 then. Yep. yep. Which Z28 trounced the Hellcat. No problem. Yeah. Around a track. Straight line? I don't think so. Well, what's the ZL1 got going on? What do you mean? Well, as far as quarter mile times, they're just starting to get in the hands of Oh, is of it, it's 11, what is it, 11.5, 11.6, second car? Mm. If this demon is what we think it is, it'll leave the new ZL1 in the dust. Oh, yeah. I mean, we saw the Hennessy drives with the against the ZL1 and the Hellcat, and the Hellcat walked the ZL1. But then again, the the, um, the ZL1 was a stick shift car, too. And every time they shifted, the the car went a little head a little bit, so... Still waiting to see a um, heads-up race with a uh, ten-speed automatic uh, ZL1 mm-hmm. against that Hellcat. Yeah, but yeah, I guess the big question is, is that uh, what's the transmission going to be in this uh, Demon anyway? Got to be automatic. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll, we'll be talking about this in the future. It's it's pretty cool. I think yeah. Dodge is doing a good job, but I don't think Chevrolet's worried. What do you think? You got our voicemail number. Let us know. We are, said that, we are out of town. We are out of time, I should say. Right, out of, out of town, out of time. Yes, we are. Yeah, get out of town, Doc. <laughs> this is really heavy. All right, quick question for everybody who's still listening. What is your favorite item in your garage? Doesn't matter what it is, anything. What is your favorite item? I want to hear it. Okay. Colin, let us know, and uh, let's get out of here. And, uh, That's it. We'll see you guys next week. See you. All right, we'll see you. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.